Hello and welcome to Inside Scoop Live. I'm Sherry Hoyt and I'm your host. Today I'm speaking with Michelle Burke, co-author of 15 Minute Pause, an inspirational playbook that explores where you are now, where you want to be, and how to get there. It's a call to action to dream big, increase self-care, rediscover the joy gems in your life, and reclaim time by stepping into your personal power through daily pauses. Michelle Burke co-authored this book with Lalamani Da Silva, who couldn't be here for the interview today, but sends us her joyous energy for our time together. Before we get started, I wanted to share a little bit of background information on each one of the authors. Michelle Burke is a highly respected and sought-after communication team and leadership coach, consultant, and speaker. She is founder and president of Energy Catalyst Group, a consulting, training, and coaching company for well-being. Burke has devoted her 20-year career to helping leaders, their teams, and organizations thrive by increasing self-awareness, accountability, and shifting negative attitudes and behaviors that get in the way of an energized life and workplace. Her deep experience and knowledge consulting with Fortune 100 and 500 companies established her as a leading expert in bridging communication, team, and gender gaps. Her clients include Microsoft, Genentech, Snap Inc., Stanford University, and Sony PlayStation. La Lamine de Silva has been co-creating card games, personality party, and family fun conversation card games, as well as educational products with Michelle Burke for the past 17 years. Her eclectic career has spanned various industries, including media relations, property management, and film production. She worked as a clinical audit facilitator at Hammersmith Hospital, as a publicist at London Zoo, which eventually led to her working in production of natural history documentaries for ITV, Discovery, and Animal Planet. Her jobs gave her the opportunity to travel the globe and experience different cultures and life perspectives. She is an accomplished painter, selling her paintings around the world, and a few of her illustrations even grace this book. For more information on Michelle Burke, Lalamani Da Silva, and their book, 15-Minute Pause, visit www.15minutepause.com. Hi, Michelle. Welcome to Inside Scoop Live. Well, thank you, Sherry. Thank you for having me. Yeah, I've been looking forward to talking with you. To start, why don't you tell us a little bit about your book, 15-Minute Pause, Well, it actually started, the concept started many years ago. As a consultant and coach, I started noticing with my clients that people were really stressed and that they weren't taking lunches, they were working longer hours. I mean, this is not new information, but this was many years back. Mm -hmm. And I also noticed that I was feeling the same way. It just felt like I was on this perpetual wheel, like a, you know, what we call the stress treadmill. And so I started asking some of my friends, including Lilamani, and she was talking to her friends, and essentially we were all saying the same thing. And we thought, what can we do to remedy this? What can we do to, like, get off this stress treadmill? And I said, why don't we just challenge ourselves and, like, stop, like, take a pause? (laughs) She was like, okay, what a great idea. So we each decided that if we were going to do this, we needed to make it doable, like in real, because otherwise, like anything else in life, right, we, you know, we, all our best intentions sometimes go out the window when we're dealing with life on a day-to-day basis. So we said, let's make something that's easy and doable, and we said, let's do 15 minutes. Hmm. 15 minutes of one thing that will make you feel better, that hmm. will actually feel like you're doing something for yourself. And at that time... I really needed to exercise 
And so I said, I'm going to start taking a walk every day. And I thought, how hard can that be? All I literally have to do is just walk out my door. And Lalamini decided to pick up her paintbrushes. She had painted in the past when she was much younger and hadn't picked them up. And so that was going to be her quote-unquote pause. And that's how we started. We both committed to that. And we started doing that 15 minutes every single day. I love that. So basically it was just kind of self-inspired. Yeah, I feel like it was a need that also got put in my face, if you will, like a mirror in many ways from my clients, you know, and seeing how they were stressing out and how they were struggling with how do I take time for myself, you know, in the midst of all of our commitments, in the midst of all of our to-dos, in the midst of, right, our work, our kids, our relationships, you know, how do you find time for yourself? Right, right. Why do you think it's so hard for people to slow down? A lot of it, I think, has to do with technology, interestingly. Mm. You know, we're now in a, and have been, in an age where life literally is 24-7. Yeah. Right? You can get a message at any time in the night. Whereas before, and we'd be going back a ways, (laughs) that wasn't the case. (laughs) Right? Like, (laughs) email and texting and snapping and, right, all of that is perpetuating this idea that we need to be available to that information somehow, that we need to make sure we're up on the latest, that we're in it. And that creates a stress in and of itself when you're thinking, oh, my God, what if I miss that email that, you know, in the middle of the night? I can't tell you how many clients I work with who say they get emailed and texted literally in the middle of the night. Now, some people are working for global companies, and so therefore – right? Your time differences are going to make a difference. But if you have your phone on and you actually are answering your phone at 3 (laughs) a.m., that's your sleep time. Yeah, that's crazy. Right? Right? It is crazy. And yet it's it's becoming an epidemic. I mean, literally a problem for people, and which is why now you've got rehab for, you know, your phone. So <laughs> really, I didn't I know think, that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And and also teens are suffering from this. You know, so it's a it's a much larger issue in that we don't know how to take care of ourselves. We're so busy taking care of everything else. And so I don't think we're really we don't really learn unless we have really good parenting. I think it's a real difficult challenge for most of us. Yeah. To stop and get off that stress treadmill and say, "Okay, what can I do for me? And, you know, I mean, the old adage of on the airplane, right, you're supposed to put the oxygen mask on yourself first, mm-hmm. even before your children. I love that analogy. It's perfect. Why is it so important to take a 15-minute pause? To me, the reason why it's so valuable and, and a doable, that's the most important thing, is that it's doable. We all have 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. We all have 15 minutes in our day. It's the way we construct it in our mind as to whether or not we'll actually take that time for ourselves, right? It's where we are on our own priority list. And most of us don't put ourselves anywhere near the top. Right. And when you think about it, I mean, 15 minutes is not that long. But, like, I'll find myself saying, okay, I need to take a break. I need to take a break. But I don't have any time. It's just it really is hard to um, rewire your circuit. I love that. And you know what? Here's a great way to think about it because what you're saying is so true for, I am sure all the listeners are going, oh, yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. So one of the things that we talk about in the book is the meddler. And the meddler is 
exactly what you're describing. And that's the little voice inside our head that says we can't take 15 minutes. Mm. We just can't because we're too busy. We're too busy doing X and Y and Z, right? I've got to check off all the things on my to-do list before I take care of myself or take time for myself. The interesting conundrum of that story that we tell ourselves is that it actually doesn't work because if we're not taking that time for ourselves to actually have a little joy, to have a little time out, then we're creating what eventually will be burnout because our bodies and our minds cannot keep going, 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 going. And here's a great story that I think we do talk about this in the book, but I talk about it with my clients. Olympic athletes, why are they Olympic athletes? Because one of the things they've learned how to do really well is they're able to push really hard, right, even if it's in practice mode, whatever their sport is, they practice or they perform at a super high level, like obviously the highest. The other thing they do that most of us, the rest of us out there don't do, (laughs) is that they take time to recover, Mm-hmm. They take time out. They take time to rest. And they do that in concert, almost like as a you know give and take. They do that in equal quantities, if you will. Not exactly, but you know what I'm saying? Like right. they push hard and they, they perform hard and they go for it at the highest, highest level. And then they stop and they go, you know what, now I've got to rest my body. I've got to rest my mind. I have to take a time out in order for me to go back out and perform at that highest level. So if we all did a little bit of that for ourselves and we just did it in 15 minutes to start with, we could then be performing at a higher level in whatever area of our life. So how do you get started doing that? What's the first step? Yeah, well, the first step is just saying, okay, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to do this. For me, it was taking a walk, getting outside, literally getting outside every day. And believe you me, my meddler was in overdrive, giving me all the reasons why I shouldn't do it at the time that I was ready to walk out the door, right? Oh, no, I need to call so-and-so back. Oh, I need to answer that email. Oh, I need to, right? (laughs) Right. (laughs) I mean, there's like, oh, I need to clean the house now. (laughs) Pretty much anything would come up before, hey, why don't I just walk out the door? And so I really started paying attention to how that meddler was showing up and how it was just sabotaging. It was just simply sabotaging. It was just a mental shift that I had to make. And once I started walking out the door, and granted, I didn't do it every single day. You know, like there was a couple days where I missed for a variety of reasons. Same thing with Lil However, we got right back on it and we supported each other. The other thing I'd say is find somebody to start with. You can encourage each other to do whatever that 15-minute pause is whether it's taking 15 minutes for lunch every day for yourself. I mean, I can't tell you how many people eat at their desk and barely do that. Yeah, yeah. Guilty. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, you know, and how much better. So this is why it's so interesting. The minute you start doing that for yourself, you start to notice you actually feel better. Yeah. Like you actually physically are a little bit lighter. Like, oh, I can breathe. And we do that for ourselves, it gives us more energy to go back and do the other things that we need to get done. And that's the thing is, like, take exercise. I know that I'm going to feel better when I exercise. It happens every time. That doesn't vary. I exercise, I feel better afterwards. And I know this, and still, 
like you said, I'll do anything to get out of it, even if it comes to cleaning the house. <laughs> right. <laughs> that's bad. <laughs> well, that's just your that's just your meddler. Your yeah. meddler is literally just like giving you all those excuses. We all have these little voices in our head, right? We have the meddler voice, what I call, and the player voice. And the meddler voice is usually like a megaphone in our head. That's the one that you can hear really loudly. Mm-hmm. And that little player voice is the one that says, no, you can go and exercise. You, you know how much better you feel when you do it. But that megaphone is going, are you kidding me? You know how much oh, you know how much effort it takes to get out the door? You know, you've got to do this. You've got to go clean the dishes. You've got to do laundry, right, whatever the case right. may be. So it's whether or not we're going to listen to the meddler over the player. Mm-hmm. Like that's the – I think if people understand that it is a bit of a mental shift as well, but if you physically actually do whatever that action is that you're committing to, you start to notice the benefits in a short amount of time. The other thing we think about, especially with the exercise, that's the reason why I didn't do it, is because I thought, oh, i got to go to the gym for an hour. Mm-hmm. And I live in L.A. It takes me <laughs> a good 30 minutes to an hour to get to the gym, you know, 30 minutes or an hour to get home. So now it's a three-hour process in my mind, and I'm like, I, I don't have three hours to go work out. Right. So that was where I was coming from. So I thought, okay, 15 minutes is doable. Mm-hmm. 15 minutes is an, is an easy amount of time to give to myself. And that's what I started with. Yeah. I love your references to the meddler versus the player, which is an underlying theme in your book. Um, So how did these, they almost sound like characters in a book. So how did they come to be? So they came to be many years ago. I had my first consulting business. I was working with a lot of administrative support staff, executive assistants, office managers. And similarly, uh, I noticed that you know, there were lots of reasons why people couldn't do things for themselves. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, really, it just was born out of working with my clients and noticing all the different excuses that people would give over and over and over again. Back then, it was called shifting a paradigm, right? The paradigm was the negative, mm-hmm. you know, thought that you had that kept you in a box, essentially. And we all have that. We all do it. When I saw that, I thought, there's got to be a name for this. We have to come up with something yeah. that can explain it. And so that's where the meddler was born. That was the negative side, right, the part that's always sabotaging and complaining and whining and making up all the excuses. And then the player side, there was a positive side. There is that little voice that's sometimes a whisper that we can hear that says, no, you can do it. You can do it. You deserve that, right, or to celebrate our successes. I mean, I think as women – that's something we don't do often enough, and that's because the player voice, it's like a muscle. We need to exercise that player voice more and listen to it more. And the only way you can do that is if you get quiet enough to hear it right. because we're in such yeah. a, a world of noise, right? That's how come the meddler is able to you know, grab our attention, and we end up right. listening to that more than the player voice. So it started, you know, I hate to say it out loud, but it's about 20 years now. (laughs) The meddler and the player were born. And they just, you know, they apply. It's not something that goes away. They stand the test of time. Yeah. And I I love that 15-minute pause is so interactive. uh, You do call it a playbook, and it has a lot of engaging activities in it. And I was particularly interested in the life energy inventory. I was wondering if you could talk about that a little bit. What is the purpose of this assessment? And then what does one do with their discovery after they take the inventory? I love that. That's a great question um, or questions. Yeah. So the life energy inventory is essentially 
a way to take a look at your life in seven different areas. And we felt like it was really important that people have an opportunity to say, okay, how am I doing? How am I doing right now in terms of my whole life? And so we look at it from a place of your friends, you know, your relationships, family, your creativity, your philanthropy, your career, what is your soul purpose, right? Like we look at all these different aspects of your life and we ask different questions and you go through and you answer them super honestly because that's the only way you're going to get value from it. Right. And then what happens is you get this report that tells you where are you energized in your life and where are you drained and then what can you do about it. Yeah, nice. We give some specific actions that you can take. Let's say you're drained in your relationship area. Then, you know, what are some ways in which you can start to recharge and re-energize in that area? That's the purpose. And the nice part about the life energy inventory is, like, you could take it again in three months and see if you've improved or if life has, you know, life changes, as we all know, uh, (laughs) all the time. So, you know, being able to go back and take it again to see how it might have shifted um, is also really useful. Yeah. So it's in the book, but then you can also go online and take the test as well, or the inventory, rather. Yes. Yes, you can. You can go to 15minutepause.com or even energycatalystgroup.com. So both uh, websites have a link that takes you right to the Life Energy Inventory, and you can take it. And it doesn't take long. It takes maybe 20 minutes, depending on how long you vacillate on a question, which that should tell you right there. (laughs) (laughs) You're supposed to be going with your immediate answer, you know? Like, you know, it's like a gut check, right? Yeah. So, I actually took the inventory. Oh, you did? Yes, I did. What did you find out? I was a little bit surprised in some of the categories. It was really interesting, and I'm looking forward to to doing some of the exercises in the book to, you know, kind of just take these results and make a plan, so to speak. I like that. And we do have a chapter on each of these areas with different activities that they can do that would help them improve that area. So yeah. thank you for pointing that out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I know you and Lalamani probably take this inventory often. How often do you revisit the assessment personally? I, personally, it's like three to six months. Oh. And often, or, yeah, because, or it will be at a time, like, if I know there's an, you know, life has become either more stressful, mm-hmm. right, or more busy, then that's a really good time to take it, because it's a great way to just remind myself, oh, <sighs> I need to step back. Right. Uh, and reassess, and then recharge and re-energize and recover from whatever is going on. I've had a lot of different challenges in my life, as Lalamini has, so we're really talking from practical experience and also certainly from, you know, my client's perspective, being right. able to get a much larger view that we're all not alone here. This is something that's going on with everybody. Stress levels are at an all-time high. And so really being able to support each other, supporting ourselves, which is why a buddy system works really well in helping, you know, taking these 15-minute pauses yeah. as a starting point, you know, because it's hard to start a new habit, if you will, or a way of doing something different without some support. Absolutely. You know, we, we go in with a good intention and just like you said, and and yet when, you know, 
something else shows up, it's easy for it to just go out the window. So having somebody else go, hey, don't forget how much you love reading, you know, just take 15 minutes and read. You don't have to read the whole book. You don't have to read 15 chapters. (laughs) Right? (laughs) Right? You don't have to garden your whole garden (laughs) at one time. Go out and just plant one plant. Breaking it down, I think, is what makes it easier. You know, for me, the walking for 15 minutes, I literally put a timer on my, you know, watch so that I knew, you know, I could turn around at seven and a half minutes. And I thought, oh, that's easy. I walk for seven and a half minutes and I turn around and I'm back literally in 15 minutes. That I can do. Yeah, that's great because for me personally, so often I get caught up in the all or nothing mentality and that. Like you said, I'm gonna yeah. plant, I'm gonna plant the whole garden, but <laughs> right, right. I know, isn't that funny? I don't know where that came from. I don't know. I mean, really, that's the the whole purpose of 15 minute pause is putting it in a step by step format so that we can actually be successful. Because the other thing we don't want to do is set ourselves up for failure, right? When you're saying, "Oh, well, I have to do the whole garden, or I have to clean the entire garage, mm-hmm. right?" Or I have to. Right? It's this have to. Again, that's the meddler. When you hear the meddler going should and have to and must and I got to do all these excuses, that's just the meddler. And ah. you can just say, hey, thanks thanks for sharing, meddler. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not listening to you. <laughs> now go away. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. <laughs> yeah. It's, it is like that. I mean, it really is. And then saying, no, I'm going to do this 15 minutes for myself. So it's almost like I imagine the meddler to be something like my negative thoughts and and the player to be like my positive thoughts. And it's interesting on how those thoughts impact our actions. Can we change our thought patterns? Yes. And there's lots of science to support this now, thankfully. And it really is, first of all, you have to be aware of it, right? If you don't have the awareness, then there's nothing, you can't make any change. So really noticing that that's what's going on you know, that when those negative thoughts come up, the excuses, the guilt, right? Mm-hmm. That's just the meddler sabotaging. And so if you recognize that, then you can say, okay, I'm not going to buy into that. Mm-hmm. I don't have to pay attention to that particular thought right now. And then you can activate the player one. You know what? It, it would be much better if I go out and take this walk for myself. We get so stuck, and I mean literally stuck, like even at our desks in our office, mm-hmm. when we're working on a project where we can't think, you know, we can't get the solution or we can't come up with the creative whatever, we think, oh, if we just spend more time on it and we put more effort into it, somehow it'll emerge. And it's actually the opposite. Uh-huh. If we actually get up and move away from our desk, go take a walk, go have a coffee, go laugh with a friend and don't talk about it and think about it, is when the idea or the solution will come forward. It's like taking a shower. All of a sudden, you get these great ideas when you're in the shower. It's just a completely mindless activity that all of a sudden, your brain is freed up because the meddler isn't taking over. And so in that moment, you're like, oh, now I can do this. So yes, we can absolutely change our thought patterns. We can shift where we focus, and that comes from the awareness. Now, you talked a little bit about, well, the, an example you used was um, exercising. Um, mm-hmm. And then in your book, there are many, many ways to pause for 15 minutes or less. Can you give us some examples of what that might look like? Yes. In fact, I, this is one of my favorites. I was doing a training a few years back, and we did a 15-minute pause in the training. And so this one gentleman decided 
to write a love letter to his oh. wife wow. in that 15 minutes. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> and so I went around and was asking everybody what they did. A lot of people went out and took walks and got coffee. And the one thing they couldn't do is any work. They couldn't talk about work and they couldn't actually do any work. They couldn't go back to their desk. They couldn't go on their computers or phones, nice. right? No technology. And so that's what this one man did. And later as a follow-up, he said, you know, he used to do that when they first met and it had been years. I mean, like over 10. Oh. And he said it completely shifted their relationship. She was just ecstatic. And it also got him back in touch with why he married her, why he was in love with her. And what a beautiful, you know, it's just 15 minutes, what you can do in 15 minutes. He wrote a love letter. I love that. That is an amazing story. Well, kudos to him, too. (laughs) Yeah, I know. (laughs) And I'll tell you, the other men in the room are like, oh, wow, I should have thought of that. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) You know, you could do the same with a thank you. Right? Like how many of us send thank you cards now? Mm -hmm. You know, most of us text it, snap it, email it. And to get something like that in the mail, you know, to get good mail, first of all, but also a heartfelt thank you from somebody, it makes you feel better as well as the person, (laughs) right, who gets to receive it. Oh, I love that. Now, can you tell us what is the feed on the ground challenge? What is that all about? Uh, I'm glad you asked. So this is, again, another fun way to get yourself present and in the moment. And if you're really stressed out, one of the things that we say, and you can literally do it while you're listening, listeners, is to just put your feet on the ground right now. Okay. And now wiggle your toes. I know it feels funny, especially if you have shoes on. Yeah. And if anybody's wearing heels, that might be, just still do it, you know, or you could take your shoes off, whatever is easiest. And then just notice how does the ground feel underneath your feet? When you really pay attention to that, you actually notice that you become more present. Okay. So the whole point of feet on the ground is literally to get grounded, to actually be present in the moment. And then if you're really still struggling with that, you're just like, oh, yeah, and your mind's still going 100 miles an hour, (laughs) clench your butt cheeks, like right now. (laughs) That'll do it. (laughs) I know it sounds crazy, but it works. My clients do this, and they love it. Like they'll start a meeting that way. And then everybody gets in the room and they're present in the room. And then, of course, people just like we did, we laugh, right? Because it sounds so funny to do that. Right. But the minute you do, you can't help it. Like all of a sudden you're like, oh, yeah, I'm in my body. And, by the way, it helps your posture. Yeah. So it's a, you get an added benefit. So feet on the ground really came, again, from me working with my clients and people running, literally running from one meeting to the next. Yeah. And I'm sure a lot of your listeners are in that mode you know, going from one place to the next, and there's no space or time in between. So how do you let go of what just happened in that last meeting and refocus and get grounded before you move into the next one? This takes seconds, right? Like you don't even need 15 minutes for it. It works very quickly. Yeah, just do it. And it does. It, it, you're shifted automatically. And plus, I'm, I'm like, I'm so happy now. You know, <laughs> it's like, <laughs> oh, it's amazing. I know, it shifts your mood, too, because it is fun. It is yeah. Silly. Yeah. Right? Well, Imagine everybody that. in the room in a meeting doing that at the same time. <laughs> it's, it's pretty hilarious. That's, some, that's a, a room good... full of good energy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> exactly. It's a good way to start your meeting. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> now, what are personality games? So when the Lomini and I started out, this is, uh, gosh, it's going, I think, like on 17 years that we've been creating various products together. And 
personality games are these card games. And they're really about connecting people. And so one is a, a party version. So for adults, we say really 16, 17 and older. Mm-hmm. And then the other one's a family game for kids that are usually between like 6 and 11, somewhere in that neighborhood. Anyway, they're literally a deck of cards. And on each card is a question. And they're really silly questions that get your mind in a completely different area, like of life, like you don't think about. For example... One of the kid questions is, if you could be anything in the ocean, what would you be? Oh, wow. And they, we have like five answers. So, you know, a shark, a starfish, a dolphin. And so now the, the child has to think about their answer. But the fun part about the game, the card game, is that everyone else has to guess what your answer will be and why. Oh, okay. Why do they think you would choose that? And that's where you end up learning a whole lot about the people in your life. So it's like, how well do you know the people in your life and how well do they know you or even strangers? Like, you know, the fun part is you can get to know people that you've never met before. We've, we played it a lot with people we didn't know. So it's a quick way to connect and get to know people. Yeah. It's a great icebreaker. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And it's great for literally for if you're having people over dinner parties and what have you. So the, the whole point is we're trying to connect people. We're either connecting you to yourself or to others in a more meaningful and joyful way. Yeah. And now if people want to go even deeper with the whole experience, there are 15-minute pause retreats and workshops and a playbook club. Tell us about these activities and where can one find more information about all this? So the best place to go is uh, 15minutepause.com. And that's where we'll have um, when our retreats and workshops will be happening. And then we also have 15-Minute Pause Facebook page, so you can find out what's happening via that way, Instagram or Twitter. So we're on all the social media channels as well. Nice. What is the main thing that you hope readers take away from your book? That they see the value of pausing, Mm -hmm. that they really get how much that is giving back to them. You know, ultimately, we'll end up being happier, more joyful people. And if we're more joyful, then that's the energy that we are spreading. And if we're really stressed out and we're overwhelmed and we're super busy, then the energy that we're putting out is more negative energy because that's stress is tension and anxiety and fear. Pausing allows us to be more joyful and spread more joy. Yeah, absolutely. Michelle, I have really enjoyed talking with you today. It's been really enlightening and I've just really had a lot of fun. Well, thank you, Sherry. I really appreciate it. And you've asked some really great questions. So thank you for that. To our listeners, thank you for joining me today on Inside Scoop Live for my interview with Michelle Burke, author of 15 Minute Pause. For more information on Michelle Burke, Lalamani Da Silva, and their book, 15 Minute Pause, visit www.15minutepause.com. And be sure to check out our other interviews at InsideScoopLive.com. 